Hi there, welcome to episode 508 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I prefer my cheese to come in slices that are individually bagged and boarded. Today it's Fantastic Four 508, aka Volume 3, number 79, from February 2004. Authoritative Action, Part 6, by Mark Wade and guest artist Howard Porter. And so, back to Castle Doom, where our story continues. Doctor Doom has escaped from hell. Well, actually, Reed helped him get out. And then, Reed put him in this Mobius dimension, and he escaped from the Mobius dimension. Well, actually, Sue, Johnny, and Ben helped him get out. And now, he's used his powers to take over Sue's mind. And since her powers make her the strongest member of the team, the rest of the FF are going to have a hard time fighting with her. Reed screams out, Victor! Victor! Let go of my wife! I can understand why he wants Doom to get out of his wife's mind. When Valentine's Day comes, it could be very awkward. So Sue Doom puts up a force field, and nobody, not Ben, not Johnny, or Reed, or the armed soldiers, can get at her. I mean him. This is very confusing. I live in North Carolina, and our idiot governor is obsessed about what bathrooms people use. If this Dr. Susan Richard Storm came here, the governor's head would explode. I guess since Dr. Sue Storm has female body parts, he, she would have to use the ladies' room. But allowing someone with Dr. Doom's demented mind to use the ladies' room just seems wrong. I assume that Dr. Sue Doom identifies as male, so perhaps we'd all be more comfortable letting him, her, use the men's room. Johnny says he needs to burn hotter to burn through his, her force field. Sue Doom says... Poor Jonathan, if anyone in this family constantly overestimates his abilities, it's you! It's funny, because it's true. So Reed tries to grab Sue, but she starts turning him invisible. The soldiers are firing indiscriminately everywhere and hitting Reed, so Ben starts knocking them over, telling them to stop. Dr. Sue Doom rises up on a force field and escapes the castle. Reed turns around and finds Nick Fury aiming a gun at his head. Nick says he got there in time to see four soldiers being slaughtered in cold blood. That makes you the luckiest man alive, Nick says. Why? Reed asks. Because I know your wife's not a killer, Nick replies. Dr. Sue Doom lands outside where a bunch of soldiers try to shoot at him, her, but the bullets just bounce off the force field. A young girl comes up and gives Dr. Sue Doom some flowers, and he, she's like... Thanks for acknowledging your loving monarch! But catching his hair reflection in the mirror, Doom realizes that the kid was giving flowers to Susan Richards, not to Dr. Doom. And then he, she sees a poster with Reed's face on it that says, Truth, Justice, Mercy. And of course, Doom is appalled. What the fresh hell? He, she says. Reed, Nick, and the others come running out of the castle. Reed has quickly filled Nick Fury in on his plan to keep Doom prisoner in that other dimension. Reed's carrying some kind of weapon, and he orders the others to get into position. Ben and Johnny distract Sue Doom, while Reed shoots at him with his weapon. It scrambles her powers for a while, and Reed tells Johnny not to get too close to his sister. And then, he tells him again, Don't get too close. And then, guess what Johnny does? 
He gets too close, and Doom transfers his mind over into Johnny's body, which I'm thinking was not his first choice, or his third choice, or his fifth choice, or his sixth choice. If that flower girl had been close enough, he probably would have rather transferred his his mind into her body instead. So now, uh, Johnny Doom goes into action. Or should I call him the Human Doom? Or, um... Oh, oh, I got it. Dr. Torch. There you go. Dr. Torch is shooting flames everywhere, and then he flies off. The rest of them run over to check on Sue and see if she's okay. She seems fine. Nick Fury says they need to get some ordinance that will take Johnny out. Well, they can always call Pastepot Pete for help. Reed tells Nick to make sure that whatever he does and whatever he uses is non-lethal. Why doesn't Reed just use that power scrambler gun again? Reed's gun can only shoot one time? I bet the Submariner could... Oh, let's not go there. Reed says to Nick that the problem isn't defeating Johnny. The problem is finding a place to put Doom's soul if they drive it out. I like the fact that he's just throwing shade at Johnny there. Oh, there's no problem defeating Johnny Storm. Nick Fury leaves the FF to go get his men together and to call the UN to tell them that Doom is back. He does remind Reed that he's still in hot water, even though Dr. Doom has returned. Back in the castle, Dr. Torch flies in and goes to the weapons room where he finds it is empty and Reed is there. Wait a minute. Johnny can fly. How did Reed get there first? This is not explained. I guess Dr. Torch stopped to take a leak or something. Reed tells Doom that all his weapons and spare armor have been disposed of. Reed tells him that his massive fortune can pay for the large troop deployment. Good luck getting Dr. Doom to pay for that. And that now, Victor has nothing. Well, Reed does give him one thing. A big rubbery fist in his face. Dr. Torch finds that painting of his mother, the one that Reed ripped up and let the looters steal the frame. And Doom is pretty upset. Reed continues to brag that he's taken everything from Doom. And then... He uses this weird gun that opens up a portal to deep space, sucking all the air out of the room. Doom, Doom Torch yells out, calling Reed an imbecile, and saying, Let me show you how to destroy a man. And he flies toward Ben Grimm, and whoop, his mind transfers over into the thing. So now, he's the Doom Thing, and he takes Johnny and cracks him over his knee, breaking Johnny's collarbone. And Reed is starting to panic. Sue can't, still can't use her powers because of the scrambling device. Reed's vacuum gun is all used up. Boy, that vacuum gun really sucked. And he begs Doom to stop the insanity, saying he won't survive. Now Nick Fury has a gun, a big gun, that can kill the thing. And then Doom Thing says they better kill him or he's going to kill Susan next. And then every soldier in the castle. Reed starts screaming out for Ben to take control over his own body. Nick Fury has an itchy trigger finger, and he's ready to fire. Sue is screaming out for Doom not to hurt her brother. So this is like a really tense scene. A great job by Howard Porter for making Sue and Reed look very desperate. Doom Thing is crying because Ben has a little control, but not much. But he's controlling the voice, telling everyone to kill him. Kill me, please, he begs. Reed takes the gun from Nick, and he fires, hitting Ben in the chest, causing him to fall over. Reed checks him out, and he's got a big hole in his chest. Ah, that shouldn't be a problem. That'll heal right up. Just put a little Neosporin on it. It'll be just fine. Sue and Johnny are able to get up, and the three of them surround Ben. 
It seems like Doom has been blasted out of Ben's mind, so it's all him now. Ben is able to speak a little, telling them that Doom is gone. We didn't see we're relieved that he's alive, but he's in bad shape. After all, he doesn't have a big hole in his chest. He tells Reed to give Franklin and Valeria his love and that he loves them all. Ben, don't leave. Please don't leave. Reed begs. Ben says, I always figured I'd die closer to Yancey Street. What a revolting development this is. What a rev... And... He dies. Six weeks later, back at the Fantastic Four gift shop at the Baxter Building, someone puts a sign on the door saying, Out of Business. A store that sells nothing but Fantastic Four merchandise? Going out of business? Shocking. Just shocking. Inside, we see that it's Sue, and she turns on a TV as a news report is saying that democracy has been restored to Latveria, and the people are crediting Reed Richards with, with this development. However, the UN has frowned on it. Sue turns off the TV. She gets a phone call from Reed, who says that he misses her, and he's been dealing with the US government. And he signed away all his patents to the government in exchange for having them drop all the charges against him. How many times have the FF signed away all their patents, by the way? It just seems like it happens all the time. And like, now what? The US government has access to all the FF technology? And yet in the 12 years since, it seems to have no effect on the Marvel Universe at all. Reed mentions Johnny and says that he hasn't spoken to him in a long time. And he apologizes to Sue for being so secretive all the time, not explaining his plans and not confiding in her. That's what destroyed the Fantastic Four, he says. He goes on to say, no more secrets. He concludes by saying, I can't stand not having been at my side anymore. So, I'm bringing him back to life. Yeah, of course he is. Now how the hell is he going to do that? Go to heaven and beg God to let Ben come back to Earth? I don't think so. That would be crazy. Well, we'll find out more starting next issue. And that is the end of the six-part authoritative action story. First, I'll mention Howard Porter. I thought he's done a good job filling in. It's been a story with a lot of intensity and emotion for the characters, and he's handled that part of the artwork very well. As for the story, unlike the handling of Reed Richards, just like Franklin recently, Reed has been through a lot of serious shit, so if he's acting a little extreme, going over the edge a little, it's understandable. I like Ben's death scene this issue. It kind of comes out of nowhere, even though I knew that he had died at some point, but I forgot when and how. It is kind of a standard death scene, though, with everyone gathered around while the character speaks his last words, but it is effective. I like the fact that all the neighboring countries to Latveria want to come in and take it over. Also, very understandable. The one thing that I don't understand is the United States siding with the UN and agreeing to force out Reed Richards. That definitely seems out of uh, character for the President of the United States at the time. Siding with the UN over a prominent American? I doubt that. I also think that Dr. Doom was changing brains way too easily. It's like he's got the powers of Dead Man all of a sudden. And where is his real body, by the way? And finally, I have to say something about the covers of these issues. The six covers by Tony Harris and Tom Feister. Ooh, they are so bad. They've got like this animation sale quality to them. But it's clear there's a lot of like digital computer work on, on them. 
It's like the worst series of six covers in a row that I have ever seen. They're terrible. So that's all I have for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can download other episodes of iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Restless tonight Cause I wasted the light Between both these times I drew a really thin line It's nothing I planned And not that I can But you should be mine Across that line If I traded it all If I gave it all the way for one thing And just for one thing If I sorted it out If I knew all